All right. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome. We got episode number 75. Hard to believe it's been that many episodes already here on a brand new year, January 3rd, 2024. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, good, good. How y'all doing? Doing great. Uh, I think we're uh, we're looking at something going to be kind of fun here as we move into the next year. And of course, uh, you know, as we all know, Jamie, uh, he, he quit at the end of the year, but uh, not on hard feelings or anything. And we're going to talk about him a little bit later. Um, we got probably a new announcement for you guys that'll probably shock you. <laughs> As Axe put it, one from Lauren Otto, he says, I think you guys are just looking for ratings, but hey, whatever. So I'm going to put this up right now. Mike, would you like to lead us off with the re reciting the Second Amendment for us? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All right, and we start every single episode off like that. It is that important. I tell you, every right is important. I, I think both of you guys would agree with that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Right. So let's get uh, let's get some introductions done. Looks to be a little bit of a different show, and, and until we get uh, rolling here. But uh, guys, I want to introduce you. Mike, raise your hand. This is Michael Deacons. He's down there in Mitchell, South Dakota, way over on the eastern side of the state. Don't don't hold that against him, guys. He's West River at heart. I'm trying to buy. <laughs> I'm trying to buy one acre so I can officially up by you so I can. There you go. There you go. Retire on one acre. And then we got Vance Bishop down there in the, in the right. He's on the bottom there. He is from Georgia, but he spent a lot of time up here in McIntosh when he was here. That's how I met Vance. Uh, he's a pastor. He's helped. Well, I, him and I both, I guess, founded Rack's Adventure Team. You were uh, both. You guys were outstanding NRA volunteers, and so we have a history. We've known each other for several years, and I just wanted to bring some some new blood, I guess, in and. Uh, yeah, have some fun with people that I trusted and knew. So here you guys are. I appreciate well, you guys doing this. When do I get a flamethrower? Oh, my goodness. Right? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't look at those. They I was thinking there'd be flamethrowers in here. So <laughs> They're not as expensive as you think. No, they're not. <laughs> and I got to thank my niece for the awesome bullet ice cubes, guys. That is great. <laughs> so I, I, she, I, I unwrapped them at Christmas. I was like, now she knows me. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, so that's where we're kind of going, guys. And I'm going to throw up some pictures here just to kind of get all that out of here. This is Mike here. Um, that's when we were, I think we were doing a fundraiser actually for a good friend of mine and his dad who was. We're um, up in Lemon. Yep, we're up in Lemon. You were up there for deer season several years back here. Can't see it behind the NRA logo, but I was presented with a really cool silver bullet for my years of service. And uh, my favorite saying then was pound sand. So they had that engraved on there. So that was yep. pretty neat. I believe that was 100 ounces. What's that? Oh, it was a 20 millimeter. 20 millimeter. 20 millimeter. Yeah, there you go. Uh, of course, this one here, Vance probably remembers this one. Uh, this was in Rapid City. Uh, Vance became my volunteer of the year for the state of South Dakota because he did one hell of a job as well. And uh, we did a state convention down there and a state banquet. Mike was there. Vance was there. I'm telling you guys, I had some of the best volunteers a guy could ask for. And, uh, I'm guessing you still got that plaque. <laughs> it's hanging right there, actually. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I got Here's mine. Mike. All upstairs. And oh, Mike, yes, Mike, by the way, was, remind me, Mike, three times? What's on? Uh, yeah, three times. Volunteer of the year. So, yeah. I got. I, it would have been four, but I got knocked out by somebody who shall not be named. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we got uh, Mike with his father-in-law. This is at Outlaw Ranch. Actually, that's just over there south of McIntosh. I, or no, this is down in Rat. This is down in no, Hills, that's, isn't that's it? out in Custer. That's out by it's Custer. Out in Custer. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Um, Mike loves to hunt. He's just like the rest of us, likes to hunt and shoot. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of orange on, but remember, he's from East River, so you have to. That's right. I mean, that's, you know, you know, I, that. I was taught wrong. I can't help it. I do love this one, though. I have to say, I love this picture. It's always have since. Yeah, he's... that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he pulls toward guys, but I like that one. You got the pipe going, and I thought that was great. Here we got Vance. Ooh. That's okay. Did I, hit, did I hit that by accident? Yep, that's okay, yeah. though. That, Vance, I believe that's a pheasant, but that was that old Dodge you had, wasn't it? No, that's my Chevy, the HD. Oh, that's your old Chevy. Okay. Yeah. Down there in Macintosh. Yeah. And he had the pleasure of going elk hunting down here at Lower Brule while he was here, and Got a fantastic elk. Uh, it was actually Cheyenne. Was it Cheyenne? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a nice elk, and it wasn't that expensive, and mm -hmm. they kind of took care of a guy, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I believe we, dining room right now. <laughs> we had the pleasure of actually having some of the steaks off of that, so that was kind yeah. of cool. So here I got Mike. He was an NRA volunteer that went out and did the NRA stand and fight when we had that going. Those of you, some of you guys listening tonight know what that was. Yeah. And uh, this was, I believe, was this at Mitchell, Mike? Yeah, this is Mitchell at the 4-H grounds doing the, one of the gun shows. We haven't had a gun show up here in a long time. That's been bothering me quite a bit, but yeah. Gun well, didn't Roger good. used to, was it Rob or Rob? Rob, wasn't it? He Rob, Rob was doing it then. Yeah, Rob Moore was doing it then. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, when the, and he's actually retired. So, yeah, we got to talk to some of the new guys. But, yeah, we need there to get a gun show up here. That's for definite sure. Of course, this is Vance just doing his cover glam shot. <laughs> That's called boredom in a tree stand. There That's, you go. <laughs> the, the men of Rack's calendar. The men of Rack's calendar. Hey, we need a guns in the 701 calendar, right? There we sell, go. sell chances on guns and buy your calendar. I mean, you know, I know everybody's doing that now, but uh, and here's Mike at his job. He is a radio man right down there in Mitchell, South Dakota. So, yeah. 30 years as a matter 30 of 30 years. Oh, wow. Man. You do have a you have a face for radio though, don't you? I, I do. I tried TV for and, and uh, movies for a while. That didn't work out. Okay. Hey, I'll give a sound out here. Hey, Shiloh, good to have you on tonight. Lynette, she says, "Bullet cube, bullet ice cubes are cool." <laughs> <laughs> and then you got JD. Hey, Jamie's listening Jamie. in. Good, to, good to have you supporting us. And then of course Eric Newman's always on here, yep. uh, listening just about every week. So we appreciate all this. And by the way. His son Gunner, remember him, guys? Yeah, he he filled in like the last two minutes of the day here uh, on the last day of season. So congrats to him and filled his uh, youth tag. So that awesome. was outstanding. We went and spent New Year's with them guys. New Year's Eve and it was a lot of fun. So, hey Keith, good to see you, Corey. Good to have you on. By the way, hey, Corey, Corey is another guy that wants to fill in, and he said he's going to have to come here and do it though because he doesn't know how to run nothing. But we'll get him <laughs> figured out. All right, hey DJ, see you guys probably know these guys, don't you? Yeah, Bill Thompson of... down there in Rapid City. Well, actually, Box Elder. We don't want to insult him, do we? He's actually over. In... <laughs> he says, "How's Mike been?" I can throw that up there. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so... I've been good. I've been good. You know, I uh, three years ago, I actually, I'm only 56. Three years ago, I went through a heart attack. It was a surprise one too, and <laughs> yes, uh, tri triple bypass. So yeah, it puts things in perspective. It's like do more hunting. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I, I said, I haven't done enough hunting. That's one of the main things I thought of while I was in bed. So, yeah, lost some weight and uh, doing better, going better. So we're good to go. Absolutely. Hey, Josh Patterson. Josh sent us some pictures a while back we got up there of his son. He, uh, he got was archery. So a nice young young man filled his archery tag. So that was awesome, too. Craig Morrison. Hey, he's from Iowa, guys. 
but don't hold that against him. I don't I don't at all. <laughs> Craig was shooting some monster deer over there in Iowa. I've been seeing well. Craig and I talked about this <laughs> on the show, and I'm all in. I, I don't know if Eric's going to make it, but I'm definitely going to be getting together with Craig and see what we can do. I know we got a ply, I suppose, down there, but that tag price doesn't really scare me. I'd like to go down there and nail a big, nice deer down there, add to the yeah. collection. Maybe maybe put it in the hunting shack, as I call it now in town, the, the old. Uh, parsonage that you guys stayed in yeah <laughs> i've been kind of putting turning that into the little hunting uh i guess hunting shack i'll call it that i guess yeah that's what i'm looking at for this coming year so yeah it's going to be a good one that's erickson my kids got me a bullet whiskey shot glass all right i suppose it's like this one where you got the bullet going through it hey look at that yeah. they're kind of cool anyway and yes i am I don't care. We can have a drink on our show. That's okay. In moderation is just fine. It's fine. Guys. Just fine. We ain't driving, that's for sure. No, we're not driving nowhere. Look at this. We're how many miles apart and now we can all kind of visit like we used to in the old days. Yeah. This yeah. would have made this would have made meetings a lot easier back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that about, same thing, Mike, when we started doing this. We started about doing the miles now. from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be seeing, well, I'll be seeing you uh, here not too long, end of February here, what, 16th, month, we're going to yeah. take off and head down there, Axe going to fly in there. I don't know what Waylon's doing. Waylon talked about flying in, but or was he talking about flying in to go down in January and help you out? Yeah, go down in January and help me out and then go yeah. down with the rest of the gang. Okay. I don't speak Waylon very good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and Waylon does tune in once in a while. All right. With that, I think we got the introductions done. I think we got a pretty good show for you guys tonight. It's all brand new. And uh, I think the first thing we're going to start off with, and, you know, it just never amazes me, this woman. Are you guys, you know who Senator uh, Susan Collins is, right? Yeah, Maine, right? I believe she's from Maine. I better not say for sure, but I think she is. But mm -hmm. So here's what Susan wants to do. As always, she's always on the wrong side of everything. She calls herself a Republican. I don't know why she votes Democrat most of the time, but... She is developing legislation to compel the U.S. military to follow state-level red and yellow flag laws for service members. What do you guys think about that? Go ahead first, Vance. <laughs> Run that by me one more time. Said uh, Susan Collins, Senator Susan Collins, is developing legislation to compel the U.S. military to follow state-level yellow and red flag laws. And let's face it, they're the same yeah. damn thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, we can't keep adding laws when we're not enforcing the ones that we have to make things work. It's like the gun control laws. There's over 22,000 gun control laws on the books. One more is going to help? I don't think so. <laughs> we're not enforcing the ones that we have. And it's the same thing with every other law. They think it's just, let's just take more control and it's going to fix it. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yep. And on the yeah, other side of it, freedom. Too. <laughs> yeah. On the other side of it, look at this. We've got 18 year olds can go and fight in a war and yeah. go and fight for our country and yet can't sit here on their computer and have a, a, a nice drink or anything like that. They've got to sit there and wait till they're 21. They've right. got to wait until, you know, you know, to own a, a pistol or whatever until they're 21. And I'm like, one, we're giving we're giving kids Abram tanks. And yeah. then telling them they're not responsible enough. And that's what Susan Collins is doing as well. She's yes. looking at the military and she's saying they're not responsible enough once they're back in the civilian world because they're not geared like she wants them to be geared. You know what I'm saying? So it's just. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's absurd to me. It's an insult to our, our men and women who serve. I know Keith O'Donnell's listening. Can you imagine that, Keith? You being told that, oh, by the way, there's something you said, something you did. 
uh, may not even be relevant, but now we're going to apply a red flag law to you. Even though you've served, served well, you know how to carry your firearm, protect this country. But you know what? When you're on your own personal time, I mean, I was reading through some of the stuff she was writing. It had more, it had way more to do than with what they were talking about when that main shooter, you know, there was all kinds of signs that he probably should have been probably either put away. Um, and we're going to talk about mental health issues later or been treated for mental health issues. He had some problems. He really did. And uh, I think that's, that's a failure on a lot of different aspects, but, when you go read the legislation she was actually proposing, I mean, it, it talks about people who are privately doing their own private thing off duty and that she didn't want them to have no guns either, even on the bases, which unbelievable. These guys are trained to some of the most sophisticated weapon systems, some of the most sophisticated guns, powerful firearms, but yet they can't have their Model 70 sitting in their house. Well, not, not even that. They are trained and evaluated by upper command <laughs> yes. to be you know the level-headed men they're supposed to be and men and women they're supposed to be to be functional to be proper in their mindsets and everything like that that's what they're trained to do and you have a lot of overlay in that and susan collins wants to take away more rights you're right that's that's absolutely ridiculous the congress passed 27 laws last year the average is 300 and something 27 laws. And that doesn't include the, you know, we want to uh, say hello or uh, a big congratulations to so-and-so because he was in the Senate for so many years. Well, that was actually some of the laws they passed or some of the, the things they did were just some of the junk, res yeah. resolutions. So 27. And yet this is the thing that she wants to do. She wants to go directly after military instead of looking at real problems that we have, including mental health. And that's what needs to be done. You know, 22 veterans commit suicide per day yep. and yet for for me and you and vance it, it means something for congress and the senate it it's basically just placards and uh, a slogan or a pin oh, wear a pin the wear on their on their collar yeah. and and then do nothing about it yeah and, and vance why don't you chime in here and then i'm going to read heath's comment but yeah yeah you know he he talked about uh the mental health thing is is something that uh, is, is dear to my heart and the 22 a day, my, my oldest son, as y'all know, is a 10 year, nearly 10 year veteran in, uh, the army and served in Iraq. And, um, I know I see Keith on here and he as well as a, uh, a veteran and that stuff is near and dear to my heart. And the fact that the government wants to have more control over them after they get out of the military <laughs> and tell them that what they can and can't do after they fought for the freedom you're trying to take from them just ticks me off. Oh, yeah. And the Absolutely. red flag laws, you think about this, the, these these red flag laws. When I go hunting, I'll, I'll load my camper up with I don't know how many guns I'll take with me. I, I'll take eight or ten guns. I'm not sure if I'm going to want to go out shooting or what I'm going <laughs> to hunt with or whatever. I'll just take a bunch of guns, throw them in my camper. What if I ticked off my neighbor and I come back from hunting and he sees me pulling all my guns out of my camper from an innocent hunting trip or a shooting trip. And he calls and says, hey, this guy's a nut job. Yeah. And they come take me away just because I pissed off my neighbor well, or take away my rights. And it's like a lot of times people are completely, uh, I would say, uh, uh, labeled because they got too many bumper stickers on their car or they've got this on. You know, and I'm like going, yeah, too much patriotism. And, you know, we better look out for that guy. Oh, yeah. They're on a list. You know, they're they're considered uh, people that 
basically Homeland Security was after. They were watching all of us. And, you know, and I like what Keith said here. He goes, it really pisses me off what a stupid <laughs> bee that she is. We handle way more dangerous weapons than civilians. And then I think he makes a great another point here. He says, it's stuff like this that makes him want to kill themselves. And, and he's right. They've already got, guys, if you've never been in combat, and I never have, uh, thank the Lord, I've never had to do it, but Keith has and several other people to listen to the show have, them guys go through hell. I don't care what, what you say. There's a lot of things they're going to deal with. Vance is a pastor. I bet you money he can give you firsthand accounts of guys that have been in situations either in the military or even on the military. They may have been part of gangs. They've been part of other things in big cities. But there's always that, that residual effect on them. And then you have a, a military right now that's so woke that we got we got recruitment problems. People aren't joining it because of things like this. It's things just like this. They tell you, hey, sign up. You're old enough to go out and be responsible, handle us, our most dangerous weapon systems. But when you're out, you can't have a gun. You can't even have a pistol. Nope, that's no good. You can't do that. And it's, it's BS. It's just plain crap, really. I'm tired of the government telling us that they're smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, well, they know that's been the big do. change over the last 20 years is that <laughs> it used to be a, a subtle thing that the government thought they were smarter than us. But now they've just come out on both sides and have decided to just be like, this is the way it is. And you're going to have to deal with it. Absolutely. Jamie chimed in here. He says, Democrats think anybody who likes guns, they have a mental problem. And he's absolutely right. They absolutely. They think we are the problem. They think that our freedom is the problem. And, they don't like us because we like dangerous freedom, and we're good with that. We like to make our own course. We like to make our own decisions, and we can do it. Right now, we're not disarmed at the moment, and that's going to lead into our bug-out bag thing because, guys, that's for a lot of different reasons, including a, a tyranny or a tyrannical government coming for you. And if you think it won't happen, think again. Uh, it's it's so close and I, I don't know too many people are going to stand up and fight. Tell you what, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Thank our sponsor, uh, Laura Auto, and then we'll uh, wrap this up and uh, take any questions anybody's got coming in. So, Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We don't take long breaks like the radio stations, do we, Mike? No, we don't. But I, you know, one thing I'm going to I'm going to edit on it there. So for Lauer yes. Auto, you know, go for it. For 701, you know, you know. North Dakota and occasionally in South Dakota. So we That's right. Well, you know, that's why we say guns and the 701. So it there you go, mean anywhere, right? It's yeah. Fine. We're fine. Jamie and I hey, thought I a long give a shout time out. about that. We'll give a shout out. I see my son on hey, there, John Adams. John, hey, John, good to have you with us. There he is, right there. And I believe John's going to be uh, joining us down there in Florida. Uh, here at the end of February, yep. February uh, 16th through basically the end of the month. So, yeah, John and John, if I remember right, John's a veteran too, isn't he? 
he's he's nearly 10 years and served in Iraq as well. Yeah. Like I said, we got a lot of great guys that, that listen to the show, have served. I think all of us have been touched by someone who's been in the military. Um, you know, until these recent conflicts, my family had somebody in there in every single conflict going all the way back to World War One, And not just one person, several people. We've lost our family on both my mom and my dad's side. We've done, contributed plenty to the effort to keep this country free, both with blood and sacrifice and, and time and money. And I mean, you just, you, you name it. Our, our family has been very involved and I'm sure everybody, everybody has as well. So let's see, let's see what Brian, Brian, good to have you on here. He goes, can't assume gender, which is obvious, but assume someone's mental status and fitness to own a gun. Yeah. They can't figure out a gender, right. but by golly, we can tell you if you're crazy and you can't have a firearm and, basically exercise your second amendment is absolutely right this is where we're at people and they wonder why my military recruitment numbers are so low the morale within the military i bet any of these guys can attest to it that moral moral support and morale as as a whole people just unfortunately that isn't there anymore it's sad i know a lot of guys that are actively serving now there's nothing. They, they don't speak like they did just the short three and a half years ago where they were excited to be part of something like that and defend this country. To, and with what's boiling over there right now, we got Iran's close to a nuclear weapon. We got Ukraine. By the way, we can't have guns, but you know what? Ship over ARs, drop them off, no traceable anything, and just let everybody have them so they can defend themselves. What a novel idea. That we paid for. That we paid for, absolutely. It's well, like Jamie and I said, the AR was not a weapon of war until Ukraine. So. Now, now, I might descend on this a little bit because I do okay. believe that we should be in Ukraine. I believe that we have to stop Putin and, and Russia from advancing where they are and then going into being adjacent to NATO countries. It's One of my problems is, is that that's a situation where uh, people, not, not the military, but the people have risen up to fight back against now, I, I, you can debate me on whether that we should give them guns or not. Now, Israel, I'm a, a total fan of. I totally back up Israel. But at the same time, I look at Israel like they can afford to buy from us. And they do all the time. Yeah. This, this Until 80, recently. Biden yeah. put the kibosh on that. That's They're what, not, they that's what I understand. Suddenly, we have to give them. And, and, and they have to, you know, tiptoe around, uh, you know, NATO and, and uh, also the UN and, and all that. And it's ridiculous because, I mean, they were buying everything before. And, you know, just like me and you, you know, we, we buy something that's ours. We're responsible for it at that point. So it's, it's just ridiculous uh, on some of these. Uh, we pick and choose on some of these uh, uh, all the things that are going on, but yeah, it's all the time, but we're, we're at a precipice where, you know, our kids, uh, you Vance, you've got kids uh, in there and I've got a, a 16 year old uh, play. Yours, Jack's your 16. boys are not far off from that as well. Yeah. 14 16 and 17. Yeah. 14 and 17. I'm you a know, little concerned. I'm a little concerned because, you know, my sons and your sons can end up over somewhere and who knows where you know, at this present time. For the first time in my life, I will never send my son to die in Ukraine. Not going to happen. That is, I'm sorry, that is not our war. If we want to support them, fine, but we are not. If we ever send troops over there, no way, no way. Well, I totally don't believe we should send troops. That's why I want them to win. That's why I give them support. And that's why, you know, train them to do it. And if, and, you, if you saw the videos that I saw daily 
uh, on social medias that on different things that I follow of the drone use that they use. Remember when we were told that yeah. drones are just a novelty thing and being used for surveillance <laughs> and this and that? And I'm watching tanks and and I watched a a uh, a three hundred thousand um, uh, dollar track get destroyed today with a rocket launcher on it from, from Russia with a drone. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Somebody over here is looking at that as well. And if, you know, they if they can sit in a control room somewhere in D.C. and police all of us throughout the United States with a drone, they'll do it. And so, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where it's 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 the new world that we've mm -hmm. been worried about. Oh, yeah, it is. Hey, I'm going to get to a few comments here. John, of course, chimed in there. Cliff Bishop. Is that your dad, Vance? Nope, that's that Cliff. is Cliff. That's, okay, I never know. That's my boy. I'm not on fascist book much anymore, so I don't know. I'm proud to say I raised a couple patriots. Both my boys are very conservative, Second Amendment. Yes, they are. Patriots. Yes, they are. Eric's always chiming in. I love this. I'm pissing off the government right now, putting primers and freedom seeds. <laughs> Absolutely, I gotta love it. We even got little freedom <laughs> seeds here. But <laughs> Nathan Mall, he says our nation is being invaded, and the Dems want to disarm the citizens. They want to not only that, Nathan. They want to disarm us. They're letting our border. We don't have a border. We didn't even call it a southern border because it's non-existent right. right now. They are pouring in there. Last numbers I've seen, 25,000-plus a day, and that's the ones they know about, guys. That's the ones they know about. You know, I had Erica Valdez on here not oh, about a month ago, and she really brought light, I think, to everybody uh, just how porous this border is. They're coming across their ranch down there in New Mexico, and it's insane. It, this is – we don't have a border. And I can tell you yeah. right now, these people ain't just going to Me going to Texas and going down to the southern states. They're making their way all the way up, all the way across. Um, on Real America's Voice, when you watch this, these are military-age fighting men, and they truly are. You look at them, and now you got Chinese men coming here. That's very, very concerning to me. They're coming across that border, and you, and you think they're not going to be able to find guns? They're going to find any gun they want, and who are they going to attack? It's not going to be... It's not going to be the people are with them. It's going to be you and me. They're after us. You know, uh, there was a picture. I forget what page it was. Ben Shapiro or one of the pages I follow put up a picture of a bunch of men at the border. And like you said, they were military aged men. Yes. And here's the problem. A bunch of Middle Eastern people can come through Guatemala, Mexico and walk right on in and blend in pretty easily. With their skin and hair color and everything and look just like. Mexicans or Guatemalans coming across the border. Absolutely. Well, they can easily sneak in here. And I, I'm not, I mean, I, I don't want to plug anybody. I wish we were getting getting a, a little kickback from them, but I'm going to plug them any. Real America's Voice, it's it's a great news station, but they have a program on there called Law and Border. Law and Border. Yeah. That guy has spent over two and a half years down there on that border, into Mexico, all over. He's even went way down into the uh, South American uh, countries of Brazil, and in through there and showing people, especially when they come through Central America. And these guys, again, these aren't families looking for a better life. These are military-age fighting men. They truly are. You look at them, and they've got new backpacks and new tennis shoes and cell phones. Yeah. This is insane what's happening at the border. And this is why probably Ukraine pisses off me and a lot of people, like what Lynette said, she was a Ukraine war is nothing more than Vladimir Lozinski's getting rich while, while people starve and suffer. There's some of that. There's no accountability of the money that's being spent there. I'm telling you right now, guys, we need to secure our own border. Trump had it secured. It was the lowest it had ever been for people coming across there. And they're not migrants. These people are illegal aliens. Call them what they are. It's an invasion. 
And it's the president's constitutional duty to, to protect our borders. That's actually yes. a constitutional duty. Yes. And he should do it with all means necessary. It's not a popular idea. I guarantee you I could shut this border down. You give me 24 hours in control of our military force, I'll have that baby shut down 24 hours. I won't be popular, but I don't care. <laughs> but our borders would be safe. Yes, they would. You know, um, you guys probably know Tess Talley and yes. Andrew yep. out there in chat. Uh, Tess, um, she sent me pictures before of their, they have hunting properties, leases down there that they hunt on. And they put out trail cams, game cams, and they're constantly seeing illegals on their game cams yep. and camps where they where they camp out as they're coming in and traveling through on their own private on their own private property, property yeah all the time well like erica valdez was telling me she's got people coming across there and, and they're drug mules is what they are and yeah i see the garbage i had i didn't load no pictures tonight because i didn't think we we're going to get into that but they they leave their trash they leave their backpack mm -hmm. they leave everything but she goes you don't do nothing she goes we've ridden by them with horseback we just leave them alone go gather our cattle because she said, if you kill one of them, especially a drug mule, they had it happen to a neighbor of theirs. They'll come kill you. They'll kill your family. They'll kill your dog. They'll kill your kids. They'll kill your grand. They'll, they'll kill your family off. They'll hunt you down along with everybody in your family, make sure you don't exist. That's what they're dealing with down there. So she says, we just leave them alone. You can dig a deep hole in Texas. Yeah. That out loud? <laughs> well, I think we got methods up here. I don't think they get. I don't think they get away with it quite as bad up here. But you know what? Them cartels are dangerous people, and we ship oh, guns yeah. to them. Speaking of guns, we all know what happened there. Fast and Furious ring a bell. So, yeah, it, we got a lot of problems uh, as far as when it comes to border issues and gun issues. As far as going across the border, coming across the border, and, and I'm telling you, I mean, I was looking for a happy ending story. You know what's sad? There was too many to choose from. This is sad that when you got that much going on, and this is not because of law-abiding people. These are people that have dis they'd have no respect for the law or human life. They're not part of this country. They uh, they don't care about our values. They don't care about our constitution. They're just all about basically themselves killing whoever they need to get and take their stuff. I mean, it, it was sad when I was looking for these, but. We'll get to the happy ending story a little bit later. <laughs> well, let's let's we'll come back to this next maybe next week or something like that. Let's uh, go to the bug bug out bags yeah. real quick. Okay, just quick question. Uh, Nathan Molly says instead of Biden is trying to force the Texas to take down the razor wire. Yeah, I heard that. And kudos to Governor Abbott. He's shipping them out. He's doing things, and it's his job as governor, the chief executive. That's what he is to protect his state border. So kudos to him, right. and I'm glad he's doing it. I wish, though, he would take it a step farther, call on the National Guard, and really back it up. And tell tell the, the feds, tell Biden to stick it, because he has that right. Now, the National Guard is to serve the state more so than the feds. Just the feds do use it. So anyway, that's my I'll, – I'll end on that. Anything, Vance, right. you want to you add anything to that before we move on? No, just I, I totally agree with you that we need to tighten the border up. There's so much sneaking through down there that we just we don't even know about. We only see a very small portion of what's actually going mm -hmm. on down there. People can be sneaking in with the worst of intentions. I mean, as far as from local robbery to taking over the stinking country. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing stopping them. No. That's the problem. So, all right. All right. I was looking up a couple things here, but... Oh, it's not what I was looking for. So anyway, 
<laughs> I was going to bring up some of that. I couldn't find it quickly. I wanted to bring up a law and border thing, but let's move on. So, Mike, this was your subject. Tell you what, uh, it's a little bit early, but we're going to take our, our next break uh, right. for sponsors, and then we'll come back, and we're going to lead right into the bug out base because I think we all got an opinion on this, and I bet we're not all going to have the same opinion, are we? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just have that feeling. So it, let's go ahead and thank like Laura. You know, like you're taking the taking the guess. It's Karnak. You know, so what go. what three things will these guys not agree on? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. We'll come back after the break, and we'll we'll tackle this. Lawler Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lawler Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lawler, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. All right. Again, I want to thank Lauer Auto, and uh, I'll tell you what, they do a great job down there. So check them out, guys, 701-258-6308. I'm taking my vehicle up there next week, so uh, I, I can't tell you enough about them, guys. So, All righty. Well, so we're, we're up here now. I got I to gotta mention this, though. I just got an email from YouTube, of all places. They actually took down our Happy New Year special broadcast when we drew for the gun raffle, said it violated their community standards. Because so I wrote a, they know better. I, I, they know better. I actually wrote a nice reply for this for a, for, you know, for a change of heart, you know, New Year and all. <laughs> so I got to read this. It says, after taking another look, we can confirm that your content does not violate our community guidelines. Oh, Thanks for okay. your patience while we reviewed it. And our, our goal is to make sure that it doesn't violate blah, 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 blah. And they're going to restore it. So how about that? They're, to make it right, our content has been reinstated. We got a victory over Commitube for a change. <laughs> they said it violated because someone handled a firearm improperly. Well, it wasn't improperly. Uh, it was actually real good. And we drew the gun. And then congratulations to Yvonne. And, it, and we went on with life. I mean, this is and this is what we're facing, guys. That's what we're facing. So. All right, Mike, lead us off with bug out bags. That was me that reported you because I didn't win the gun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> see how you are? <laughs> well, you know, one of the things we were thinking about now, we've got, you can put it in many different ways. I mean, whether coming up with the country, the country fracturing like it is, uh, to natural disaster. I mean, heck, uh, where our state is on the edge of a caldera, that could blow at any time. And, you know, we could be looking at some serious, uh, you know, situations where no power, no, no lawless, lawless you know, mm -hmm. nothing but lawlessness and everything else. Well, I've got three places that I have put on a map that I will travel to with my family uh, for safe matters, uh, places that I feel safe. Now, there are I think Clay is the longest distance away. You're 338 <laughs> miles from me. So, and the Sarah can't come. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> We've got the camper. She won't like all these guns here. She's a little. I know, but you know that's a different situation. Once everything goes to crap, then, then for those I, of you that don't know, Mike's in a mixed marriage. He's married to a Democrat. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> 
Oh, then she'll love the guns when they're near. Yeah, well, that's, anyway. that's true. <laughs> I had to give well, she, She's actually very pro pro Second Amendment. It's oh. just the simple she fact that you know, everything uh -oh. else. So, oh, yeah, there we go. But you know what? You, know, you take what you can get. But uh, you know, I'm in love. I can't help it. But you know, one of the things is like like I said, Clay's 338 miles away. You know, the other two places are like 150 miles away. Well, actually, there's one that's 75. You know, so I have the plan of where to go, but it's the bug out bag that you got to think that you got to have. And if you follow online, and I think, Clay, you might have a few of these on there. If you follow online uh, things that you find about getting a bug out bag ready, you know, that's like carrying a 75, 80 pound pack and then some because of everything that you're cramming in there. So you have to think in the mind frame of maybe it needs to be 30 pounds and it has to be full of things you actually need you know we even joked around the other day clay about you know if if you're traveling if i'm if i don't have a full tank of gas when i leave to go to clay's place i'm not going to make it so maybe i need a tube to siphon gas out of something you know there's going to be yeah. something i'm going to have to do to make it up there because gas stations aren't going to be all open so you have to think about your bug out bag as of course i have to think about one for my wife one for me one for my son my daughter's in virginia so we're good on that um, well, not good for her actually, but yeah, it's good for, for everything else. But you know, you've got to think about the things you're going to put in. And the first thing we want to think about was, is what are you going to carry? And we talk about pistols and, uh, of course to start off with, I think rifles are also important, but if you're traveling, you, you want to be on the down low the most you can, and you don't want to be, look like a, um, like a TV, uh, movie where, you know, in a situation where people are out on the road and you look like you're, you're some sort of, um, what is it, a reject from the U.S. Army um, store and you stand out like a sore, yeah, you stand out like a sore thumb and you got all your store-bought stuff that you bought off of everything. And it, so one of the main things is that, uh, like, uh, like pistols, uh, you know, what caliber? You've got to be sure that you're going to be able to get ammo on the road. I mean, if you're going, if you're going to need it, because people are going to go crazy once society breaks down a little it breaks down a lot and you're going to need to think about what you're carrying nine millimeter 22 um 556 you know you're going to have to figure out what you're going to have to carry and uh and, and it's not always easy now i'm going to pull this up real quick clay this is actually something that i saw in a bug out bag but i think it's a terrible idea let me see if it comes up here can it is it well there I love governor of course you know me i'm a great shot with a governor Anyway, <laughs> I believe you won our, our big trap uh, shooting uh, contest at the yeah. state meeting once with one of them. Yeah. yeah. Tell me that. Uh, that was if you were taking odds on that one, you know, <laughs> you weren't shooting for me to win that. But you think about it. How hard is it to get four tens now? And then you got to find four tens. How hard is it to get 45 auto right now? I mean, that's not easy unless you got the blazer rounds, which are actually pretty cheap. You can stock up on those. You know, is, is this the the gun that you want to put, have on your side when you're going? I mean, I don't necessarily think so. I think there are a lot of other ones to use. I well, think, and, and Mike, they're not they're not exactly light. I mean, they're light, but in comparison to a lot of other firearms, I think they're they're not. Um, right. Do you want to have something that's bulky like that, like you said, that you may not be able to use, to tell you the truth? I, I agree. Right. And, you know, there are other things to think about. I, I, one thing that I thought about. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mike. Jesus. Oh, yeah. The toilet well, paper will be a luxury in a post-apocalypse world. Right. 
You're, yes, that would be better than money. You know, if, yeah, if this was the name best. of a movie, if this was the name of a movie, post-apocalyptic world, you know, then it would be called the chafing. The you know, chafing. So, yeah. so I like that. But uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Keltec, but their yeah. uh, the PMR the the 30 round one is a good one, but that's those are mags, so those are actually harder to find than anything else. So 22s are easy, but you know, I was looking at except this at one. my place. That's true. That's why I'm <laughs> heading there, though. That's the whole point. But one of the things I was looking at this, I mean, yeah, it's a 22, but uh, I know it's a good brand. I know it's going to work. It's not a bad price, and you know. It's 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 an easy one to, to work with. I mean, I, and one, it's dependable. So I, I kind of think about that as, as one of those ideas of what you want to do. But, you know, it's for Clay and, and for Vance, you've got a lot more options already at your disposal. You've been collecting for quite a while. Me, you know, I've got a few, but <laughs> nothing, nothing quit, really. You got to quit selling them like we were talking I about know, earlier. I know, I know. But one of the things about it is this is not only for us, but this is for the guy and the gal out there that are worried that there might be a situation where they need to go now. And so yeah. if they plan ahead of time, what are they going to carry? What's the easiest thing to get right now? Well, 22s actually are a lot easier now to get than they were, you know, not as cheap as they used to be. But, you know, I think a nine millimeter is also an excellent one because I think that is pretty universal along a lot of different places. So I think you can get that as well. Well, one thing about it, I'm going to chime in here. As far as when you go to your standard places that carry ammo, um, you're going to find the 22, the 22 mag, the 9 millimeter. You're probably going to find 40. Uh, you'll probably even find 40 ACP if if it's available. Right. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, that, that should probably cover your bases as far as the ammo that's going to be in larger supply and readily available in more places. Even like I love my 10 millimeter, but that's not a good choice because there ain't very many places carry 10 millimeter unless you get to a man and sporting goods or 1760 sports somewhere like that. It's just they don't, it's not available readily. And let's face it, in a post apocalyptic, I mean, we're talking guys the, the complete destruction and, and collapse of society. So your, your stores, you know, you take like, and I hate to even give them even any playtime here, and that's Walmart, but they do have a lot of ammo. And what do they got? 22 nine millimeter not handgun anymore oh, that's right they got rid of handgun didn't they oh so mm -hmm. don't go there <laughs> they don't sell handgun ammo anymore that's right no, so just, uh, just, uh, but, basically 12 gauge you know that's that's all and got. guys don't rule out the 12 gauge um mm, no. you gotta Personal. i mean if i'm grabbing everything i'm taking a shotgun with me i really am um it might be you know bulky it might be a little bit long, but trust me, you're going to be able to use that. And 12 gauge ammo is readily available in well, lots of different variations. With that in mind, everywhere. I've got this. Oh, oh yeah. Click on that real quick. With that, there you mind, go. You know, actually, that's not a bad price. <laughs> no. Uh, I, no, you no. know, and that's actually very functional for this. I think anything with a magazine yeah. is better. I'm all about anything that you preloaded. Pistols yep. and everything else, preloaded magazines. Because carrying around a, a box of 22, uh, 500 <laughs> shells in your pack and rattling around and making as much noise as possible is, you know, is kind of silly. So, you know, between banana clips and everything else, I mean, I said clips, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Come yeah. on now. I know, Gangster. I know. <laughs> Gangster. Bananas, banana mags, I should say. Uh, you know, you really got to start thinking. They've got, you've got to, you know, uh, be, got to think about what you're going to be carrying like you said the 223 and like my my ar will shoot 
one or the other. I also have a 223 that I could, you know, regular bolt action that I could carry as well. But, you know, so you, you know, it won't carry the 556. Five, so, you know, you've got to figure out what you're going to. But I, I think it's one of those things that I, I want uh, people to throw in their suggestions, not only uh, tonight on this, but uh, Clay, we've got our uh, our emails getting fixed up right now. So you can always drop a line here to, uh, what is it? Uh, is it guns Clay? At gunsand701.com at gunsand701.com. So if you've got an idea about what you think would be the perfect bug out weapon, both rifle, pistol, shotgun, I, I think an AR is an exceptional one to carry. I think that if you can maybe get a collapsible stock, uh, like I, a couple that I know of, that that you can basically uh, uh, make it uh, the profile a lot smaller and be able to be compact so it doesn't stand out as much, I think that's probably a, a darn good idea. I mean, for like shotguns as well, I mean, Remington makes, uh, you know, right. uh, with a magazine as well. And there's a bunch that make with magazines that you can yes. do. And, and they're actually not bad on their prices. I mean, this one out of stock, but yeah, but I mean, there's all kinds of different ones you can think of. Uh, and the magazines I think are, cause you, you don't have time to sit there and stop and reload in bad situations. So you're going to have to be prepared, uh, right. all the way down the road. So, well, I think, and uh, I think Cliff, uh, he chimed in here. He said, Remington TAC-14 isn't long or bulk, bulky. can be stored in a bug out. But absolutely. Mm -hmm. And everybody's yep. going to have their preference. There's no doubt about that. Uh, one shot cap, ham radio. And it's uh, funny you mentioned that. Uh, we might have to do this again here on, on what we're talking about. I've, I've already been looking in at how to get a license. I'd like to have a ham radio here. A ham radio, to me, is going to be something you're going to want at wherever you're getting. So... A license, you, you lost. Well, I, you know how I am there. I we'll see, <laughs> but here's what I'm getting at: is I'm already here. I don't have to bug out nowhere, right? I'm mm -hmm. here, so I could have that because that's going to be. I think. Uh, I think one shot. I, Cap has a great uh, a great uh, point here. Is a ham radio is going to be your point of communication? Cell phones ain't going to work because I can tell you right now, guys like me. And probably you guys, I'm going to probably help be the problem and take out cell phone towers because I don't trust that they'll be used for us. Well, and that'll be pretty easy to take out. So a prime, a prime idea on that one is, is that Elon Musk, an independent, an independent agency, Elon Musk mm -hmm. decided at one point to shut down the, his, what is that? Starlinks over Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And it stopped their drones from being able to be able to contact with the, their flyers. So, I mean, that can happen on the government side as well. Shutting down phones, shutting down different things. And, you know, radio waves, that's that's a different thing. So radio waves are completely different. Yep. And and you know, the thing about it is you're not going to be walking around for like me, you know, whatever 100 miles it is to get somewhere with that radio on. You're going to turn it on. You have set times that, you know, people like Clay and other people that contact will be listening or have somebody listening check those out and and be able to make contact you know that's and it's, it's a plan one of the it's cool things is you've both been to my place i have the perfect antenna sitting on my hill don't i that great big yeah. that's over 40 some i don't even know how many feet that is it's too big to take down that's why it's still there that was probably one of the biggest windmill towers in the area when it was yeah. when it was founded and put here and this place you know these these buildings some of them are you know, the big barn the, the old house they're over 100 years old right at 100 102 years old so they've been here a while. 
And I, I imagine that windmill was built about the same time because it's complete steel. That thing's heavy. I've looked at it. I ain't taking it down. <laughs> I tell you that. But that might be the perfect place for an antenna on top. Anyway, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll come back to this. Um, I think we should need to take our break here. Uh, thanks, some, thanks, some sponsors, and we'll come back and kind of continue this and and roll into the rest of this. Okay. Right. All right. See you on the other side. At Lauer Auto Repair, they're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, so going right back in is Don Everson. He said uh, AK-47 pistol is the best bug-out weapon. I'm not going to disagree. That'd be a good handy thing to yeah. have as well. And yeah. every, like I said, everybody's going to have that personal preference. But I think, too, and I'm going to add a little bit to this, um, water. If you're traveling anywhere, water or water filtration. When I used to always go out to the water, mountains yeah. hunting, I always had a little filtration pump they were about this big they're plastic they're kind of a disposable thing and you could use them i forget for how many gallons but they always were suffice and i'm telling you that's an important thing fresh water is going to be everything or the I also, tablets or the, yep the tablets work but i can tell you that filter i used to use them the filter makes it taste so much better <laughs> but you also want one of these i like this this is my preference uh, for a couple of reasons it's called the farson blade uh, we had these in our nra packet we were just talking about that I would definitely have one of these in my pack. It's compact, stays sharp. It's got parachute cord. Um, and that's what the, the point of that on there is so that if you need to take it off and use it. So you're going to want to have something like that. Of course, a regular knife. Knives are very important. I'm telling you right now, a good knife. You know, depending on, um, it's always going to depend on how much, you, are you on foot? Are you in a vehicle? Are you on an ATV? It just, are you taking a horse? Um, you know, around here, I imagine a lot of people would use their horses. I'm saying right here where I live, we're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, essentially, about as much as you can get. A lot of people are pretty self-sufficient already as it is. And if you have access to a horse, that's going to be a great thing to have because you'll be able to cover gra you know, great distances rather than walking. You can do it on a horseback. And that's providing, you know, there's no fuel, no gas, no nothing. So, I mean, the, the situation's all going to be different. First aid kit. I'd want to have a first yeah. aid kit. Definitely. I'd want to have, um, you know, some kind of uh, medications, whether it, you know, be penicillin or ivermectin or any of the, the common antibiotics. You're going to want those. If you're a fire department, you guys all know what the safety blankets are. I think those would come in handy and uh, they're pretty readily available as well. I think you, if you had one of them on your pack, I think they'd be a very useful item. Tent. Eh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at this list that someone made. Tent is okay. It's not necessary. You can if you can build shelter, which I can. Yeah, I'd be okay. But I think something, two things, matches, and a flint, a real flint. Know how to start a fire if you're going to be traveling. Like you said, Mike, you're 300 plus miles away. 
you better know how to probably build a fire. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is like, I don't fill up, say I don't fill up my car and I'm at half a tank. Well, I'm only going to make it partial amount of the way anyway. So right. even if, if I can make it, plus I have to think about the direction and everywhere I'm going, because like I said, once things go bad, uh, people turn bad. And so then exactly people become not only, you know, the enemy. That's why I think uh, <laughs> between between the places that I have here on the eastern side that I know that I can go to and the Clay's place, I think there need to be some places in between that you need to set up with people that you know that uh, will be like way stations. Yeah, like checking out some of these bug out bags uh, that I've seen lists mm -hmm. on the thing if you pull those up. I mean, yeah, it's fine, but man, to carry all this, geez. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm looking at the, about the one I got right now in my hand. I'm looking at this and so whoever made this, I I don't know if I mean there's some things on here, but they've got things listed. Okay, yeah, toilet paper, great, take some with, but that's gonna run out. Sunscreen. Run fast. You know what? Sunscreen's the least of my concern, honestly. Right. right. Uh <laughs> moist towelettes. Alrighty. <laughs> Toothbrush yeah. and paste. Again, not on my top priority. Condoms. These Everyone better make sure they have them. I mean, really, that's what's in his bug out list. I mean, really? Well, there's multiple uses for condoms as far as true liquid storage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fem the, the, feminine the, uh, hygiene products. Now, I will tell you this: that, uh, and and I know that when I took some of these survival classes, that was recommended to have a, a tampon. Yeah. Because it, what's it do? It, you can insert it, it in there, and it blood. plugs in, and basically, it, it's going to help clot that wound if you're wounded. So right. it's not a bad, that's not a bad idea, but you know, a bar of soap, fine, throwing in again, these are all expendables. They're going to, they're, they're going to go away, but I suppose if you want to have them with you, that'd be not a bad deal. But I just, I looked at some of these things on this list and I go, you know, it's like phones and phone numbers and addresses. <laughs> I well, guess if phones work great, but I don't have a lot of uh, confidence that's going to work. And, and you got to remember, I'm looking at the situation where the things collapse. And I think we could, it could happen. I really do think it could happen anymore. I never used to think that, but I do think it anymore. I really do. Yeah. I think now local maps are very important. I have a lot of local map yeah. people. You're, yeah. You're not going to have Google maps when this all goes down. So and speak of that, Clay, could you imagine the younger generation trying to figure out a Rand McNally? <laughs> well, you guys give me so much crap when I wanted a new Atlas when I was down there coming back, but Yes, you know, just use GPS. I was like, no, I'm still a map guy. I still have that. I found one in a truck stop. I've got yeah, several. But you're right. These new, the new people, the new kids, these this next generation, uh, a compass. They can't even read a compass. They yeah, I was going to say they compass. know they can they can do north south east, but they don't know what everything on it means. And I'm telling you, that's a vital skill to navigate, especially with the old maps. All them things on them maps, guys, they mean something, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of yeah. a lot of people don't even know what it means. Yeah. You know, I want to, Mike was talking about, he's got three different places to go. That's awesome. Having options because you don't know the severity right. mm -hmm. of a situation that you're having to bug out from. I mean, total collapse. You, you might want to go to this place because it's more well situated. Here's a temporary situation I need to bug out from. Go to this place. What about having things already set up at those places when you get, now you got to have travel gear mm -hmm. to get to those places but having things already in place at those locations for when you get there um, and and that's going to be different for everybody um right you know, how far are you going 
Uh, do you need to have something set up so that when you get, or maybe you have checkpoints you need and you're going to say, Hey, we got to get to this place, right? Pick up more, more supplies and move on. If you're going a longer distance, I'm fortunate. Yeah. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to go nowhere. And, uh, basically like I know Mike, I know a lot of people that are friends of mine. I know where they're coming. They're coming here probably. And, uh, like I keep telling everybody, you better be able to offer a skill or something because it's not going to be a free ride. Um, you can't, you can't just take in everybody and it's some hard decisions are going to be made. So I'm going to go through a few of these. Uh, Eric Newman says, I think my son's ears perked up when you mentioned knives and I bet they did. Gunner's a big knife. He loves his knives. Gene though brings up a great point. He says people are going to turn into savages and they will. Yeah. Uh, 30 odd six rounds. And you're right, Gene, they're everywhere. Uh, they can be built out of a it's lot true. of things too, uh, as far as rifles go. And I think Gene's got a good one that I missed here. Good, clean, dry socks, guys, keeping your feet, especially if you're on foot. Huge, huge, very important thing. Uh, well, very, I think that's one sure. of the bushcraft things. See, a lot of bushcraft things need to be kind of taught, but not a lot, just a few. Drying your clothes. When Absolutely. you get wet and you, you step in, you're going through a creek or going through high water, you need to get dry. What you, need to, you know, mm -hmm. sure, in the summer you think you'll be all right, but you know what? Blisters and everything else that you get on well, their feet are going to make the travel that much worse. So you need I'm, to get everything dry. I'm sure Vance and, and you both, Mike, would, would attest it. A good, I'm talking not, not a crappy Walmart Rocky pair. Get yourself a good set of boots, damn yes. can of treks, something good that's going to last. I mean, you don't, and then wear them, get them broken. Yeah. You don't want to be taking off with them and then just putting them on for the first time. You're going to be mm -hmm. miserable, but you need something that can take a lot of abuse. You're going to need good footwear. Eric, and Eric, I agree. In fact, it would be right in my pack. Take a Bible because God's the only one that can carry a person through. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. If you don't have that, you're probably in trouble to begin with. Absolutely. Here's something I'd like to th bring up. Dental care. <laughs> it's not something you would think about when you think about bug out and survival. But if you think about the Old West and you read history, you know how many people died strictly from an abscess tooth? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep, that's because they didn't take, weren't able to take care of their dental uh, uh, hygiene like we can now. An abscess tooth can kill you. And you can get and an it's infection. not properly taken care of. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Frank, thank you. Frank Walker, he says, awesome show. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's, it's a different type. We've never went down this path before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it myself, guys. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Jamie, he he chimed in here. He says, in a, in a yeah. SHDTF, we all know what that means, scenario, other people will be the biggest threat to you and your group. Hands down, the AR-15 is the best bug-out firearm. Ammo and mega availability is basically unrivaled in today's america absolutely jamie couldn't agree Agreed. with you more that it right. is the most popular firearm out there the most popular firearm that caliber out there 223 5.56 mm -hmm. and i'm you're right it's probably the most uh versatile the, the strongest i'm telling you that firearm that platform in particular and here's another thing if you do something to to the upper you just you can drop it and find another upper and throw it on your lower or vice versa right. Exactly. Very versatile firearm, and absolutely, it would be on my. It, I wouldn't leave home without it. Uh, plain and simple, I would not leave home without it. To me, that's a must. You better take it. Get yourself a single point sling. You're going to need it anyway, and have it on your person at all times. Uh, that to me, that's probably the thing you you need probably most importantly with you if you're if you're going to be especially traveling a long distance. You're going to encounter horrible people. People will turn yeah. horrible. You're going to see the worst of them. People think they've seen it now. Not in that situation. 
and Jamie and I talked about this. Think about Bismarck, North Dakota. It's 100 miles away from me. Or Mitchell, any of the cities, guys. Mm -hmm. What is there? Estimated three day, maybe two days of food in the entire area for everybody. And then the stores are are empty, right? Right. Then what are they going to do? Well, they might try to rob their neighbors and friends and, and try to survive within that city complex. But when the food leaves there, then what? Then they start venturing out in the rural areas. And I'm sorry. That's when they're going to end up dead because we can't support them either. Where mm-hmm. we can take care of ourselves, there's some people we can take in. Hard decisions are going to have to be made, and uh, that's just the reality of it. If things get that bad, that's what we're looking at. It's just that's the reality. Good yeah. people are going to be forced to do some really bad things, unfortunately. See, but I think that's also <laughs> – I, I totally agree with uh, Jamie and the AR-15. That was my mindset the whole time. I'm looking to my right here, and I've got hmm. – uh, well, unmentionable amount of, <laughs> <laughs> of ammo and, and there's plenty more because it was in platform to shoot. And it's the chosen platform mm-hmm. of most American sportsmen is an AR-15. So and plus the compact size of it and uh, it's great for defense. It's great for hunting. It's great for multiple things. Um, and my personal just throwing my two cents in there. I didn't like this gun until thank you, Clay. <laughs> oh, I love that gun. Yeah. yeah. When Clay first showed me this gun, I thought that thing's ugly. He says, you need to shoot it because <laughs> it is an ugly gun. But I went and shot it. It's a 22 mag and it holds 30 rounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I did shoot it, I fell in love with the gun because it's very accurate. And as an average shooter, I needed as uh, as good an accurate gun as I can get. Right, right. And I shot prairie dogs. I think Clay might have been with me. Clay or Waylon, somebody was with me. 78 yards, I was shooting prairie dogs yep. with that thing. Yeah, and a 22 Magnum back. will kill and get the job done. And if you have 30 rounds and extra mags, that is a – and it's very light. Yeah, I'm going to throw him under the bus. He shot prairie dogs, a small little creature with a 22 mag at a longer distance than he hit it and he shot at his deer. I'm just going to throw that in there. Hey. <laughs> Ouch. Me, Will, in about 30 rounds and 90 miles an hour killed oh. that deer. Oh, that never happened. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we did get it. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, go through some of these comments, here, comments here. Gene, he says, yeah, taking care of your teeth he says absolutely vance and, and i agree it's probably true and i've seen the toothpaste and, and toothbrush on here and floss and yeah i guess maybe there's a point to that uh if you do get a bad infection it's bad and, and, and you get an abscess and, that can go into your blood and, and there are everywhere. many things that floss can be used for as well i mean from Very fishing to, to other things even to just use it to, to tie things up yeah. i mean you never know i mean the simple thing a, a black electrical tape i mean yeah you can carry yeah. uh duct tape but i mean that's a big role when we're trying to keep things down to a minimum weight and everything in size mm-hmm. you know black electrical tape bunch of that i mean it's all going to be necessity down the road your boot starts falling apart because you weren't prepared with good boots that probably be me uh <laughs> you, you're going to need to tape some stuff up to to make the trip till you can get somewhere where you can take care of it so yeah i mean there's all kinds of different things you've got to think about and and you can't pack a, a bug out bag with like like these lists say clay with everything no. and then expect to walk around with this 80 pound back. I mean, I mean, I didn't you just do that. can't, I couldn't do that when I was in the Marines. I'm not going to do it now. I mean, you got to take the, the bare essentials. I think, you know, having, having some kind of a headlamp, like some kind of way to light your way. Um, you're going to run out of battery. I mean, to basically find batteries where you can. 
it just depends on how long you're going to be on this trip and where's your end goal or are your right. checkpoints, things like that. And and that's where it's going to be. It's, that's where and, you're going to be at. Guys, Charlie Renville, he chimes in here. He goes, and this goes back. He says, applying to Jamie. Because I think all leftists have mental issues, plus they look weird. <laughs> I just had to throw that one out there. That had nothing to do with this conversation. Okay, well, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> but I, I think it's very important. We we have so many gadgets and so many things at our fingertips nowadays. You think about what our ancestors and our forefathers survived on or actually lived daily lives on back 100 years ago or 100 plus years ago. We need to learn basic survival skills with minimal things. Cool. We need to learn how to start a fire without a match. We need to learn how to build coverage without a tent and a camper. We need to learn how to take care of ourselves without Crest toothpaste and all the things that we can go buy at the grocery store. We need absolutely. those basic everyday survival skills with minimal things. Oh, absolutely. I, I You're right. And I, I do feel I possess a lot of them, but I was brought up with them. And what I didn't know, I went and learned. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can start a fire without a match. Yeah. I don't I, want I to, actually, but I can. I can. <laughs> I actually had to demonstrate it to the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. They had me come in and teach. And we did a little thing at Hugh Glass down there. And I, I thought, well, I'm going to give them the basics. And that's what I did. You know, there's a lot of things there that you need to know, like <laughs> pine cones and, and pine needles that are dried. Mm -hmm. That's awesome fuel, isn't it, yeah. guys? Absolutely. And then you can put them with your kindling and stuff, but we're not going to go in how to make a fire tonight. No. But you're right. Those those skills a lot of people don't possess. They right. just don't. Uh, you know, Gene brought something up. I bet most people don't even know what this is. I don't know how you, how you pronounce it. I know what this is, a travoy or the travis. I can tell you right now, that is a frame. It's a structure that you can need to put behind a mule or a horse or even yourself yes. to haul things on. It's just a really a, kind of like an A-frame, not quite. I don't want to and, be dumb here, but we used to call it a Larry, and I have no idea okay. why when I was growing up, but it was called a Larry. And uh, yeah, for being able to, if somebody's hurt, or if even to right. carry your gear, and it's like like you said, you can switch off between the people and 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 be able to pull more gear that way, or things that you collected. So yeah, it, it's a it's a good thing to know how to do. Absolutely. Uh, too bad Marty isn't tuned in tonight because I know Marty would know what we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to try to bring up for the people who might not know what this is. Well, there we go. I think I can share this. We'll see. We'll try something here. Maybe it'll work. You never know. We're live, so we, we hope for the best, don't we? Yeah. Drum roll. Drum roll. All right. Let's see if it works here. I think there it is. It's not a very yeah. big thing, but there, there's one right there. And then as you can see, it can go behind. It's an A-frame structure, and you can put whatever you want on it, whether it be per person, gear, and the Indians used it a lot. I mean, that was a main thing. You always saw them traveling with that. So, right. Yeah. Great, great idea. I just I thought I'd put it in there because I think that is a great idea to be able to make one of them and do it. Oh yeah, one shot. You're right. How about items to barter with? Absolutely. And I, anyone knows me, I'm already the king of bartering, ain't I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love the barter. I'm I'm pretty good at it. And you got to have things that people want. I mean, you know, Ammo. you can do it right now. Ammo, food, beef, uh, vegetables. There's just about anything is worth has a value, especially in that kind of situation. And that might actually, when when we see a collapse of our dollar, you better know how to barter. Pemmican, yeah, Gene, you're right. Uh, a lot of people don't know what that is either. But yeah, that's I do not. And, it's a and, was it tallow and oh, it, it's a, a meat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with berries, tallow, and something else. 
You got me on that one. That's that's interesting. It is a source. It's a mixture of tallow, dried meat, and sometimes dried berries. It's a calorie-rich wow. food and can be used as a key component in prepared meals. Look at that, how fast the IT guy is here. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get the right definition. I knew what it was. I just wasn't sure everything in it. But, yeah, I imagine you can put whatever you want in it. But, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, a lot of people traveled with it. I mean, it's a great source. <laughs> My wife, you got to love it. She's listening. She says, I got the milk, cheese, butter, and eggs. So we got that covered <laughs> right here <laughs> off the place. Well, like your place, you I mean you've got chickens and you've got different things that you, you, that is a huge bartering thing, as a matter of fact, as well. I mean, and also you're going to have to protect all that as well. So right. you're going to need people that do like myself, they come up there that are going to have to do pull their weight to make sure that your stuff is protected well, as well. The, something like that is if people get here, you're going to be walking the, you're going to be walking the perimeter. You're going to be on the perimeter. You're going to be on the line. Cause we're going to have to set up perimeters with, with lines. There's just no other way to do it. Everybody would you, have to have a job to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everyone's got a, everyone's got a skill somewhere, just whether you want to use it or not. So. And Gene's right. Dried meat. That's a good idea. I mean, that's a dried meat. Idea. Yep. And they said dried dried meat, beef fat. Now I don't have hogs here, but I've always told people if I do, things got pretty serious up here because <laughs> that's my disposal unit. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, we have killed hogs on your property, but they were brought in. But they were brought in. That's right. And and you know you look at the now that's apocalyptic type stuff. Now let's talk about government tyranny, and we're going to brief because we're getting short on time here. Right, right. And I, for one, there are some sheriffs I do. Uh, I believe they're with us because I've talked to them, but they're far and few between. Will they enforce things? Will they uh, submit? You know, this idea that feds are the old, old, the whole overseer, overbear, they're the end all be all. It's a bunch of crap that was supposed to be the weakest part of our government is the federal uh, system. That's how it was set up. States were supposed to be strong. The people were supposed to have the power and states be weak or, or federal right. uh, government be weak. And that is not how we are anymore. So I don't have a lot of confidence in, in some of the federal stuff well probably none i got more confidence maybe in my county level but i can tell you right now i wouldn't trust our county sheriffs down here in Corson county one single bit they might quit and turn tail but they won't be there to protect you they're not going to side with you i can tell you that right now because they don't even know what the constitution is when you talk to them so i'm just that's all i'm going to say about well, that on that same <laughs> note you're going to have um some bad sheriffs and some bad feds and this other, they're going to start mm -hmm. to set up their own little fiefdoms in certain areas. And oh, what yeah. you've got on your land, they're going to want, and they're going to want control of. So you have to think about that as well. You know, and they won't like the result if they try it here. <laughs> absolutely. But you're right. Well, I joked Jamie around with feds. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I said, I'll Jamie just chimed. He says, absolutely. Mike says, need people on your side, willing to fight and kill. That's a valuable skill. And he's absolutely right. Jamie, you're absolutely, people got to be willing to do it. And uh, it's a horrible thing and a horrible decision to make, but it's one that would have to be made and you got to be well, willing to do it. But when it comes to my family and it comes to your family and it comes to Vance's family, you know absolutely. what? If that mystery person out there that is trying to steal some cattle or is trying to do what, you know, I'm sorry, that's, that's a cutoff point. Cause once the stuff yeah. goes down, you mm -hmm. know, I, protecting what we've got. <laughs> I had to put this one up, Brian Warner. Anybody that's watched Rooster Cubs says, corn dodgers made by Chin Lee. <laughs> I love it. There you go. There's the man himself. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, get back. You're right. It, it's it comes down to what you're going to do to protect your way of life, your freedom, and like Eric mentioned earlier, 
you better have God in your in your corner. You better have that faith. You better yeah. be praying um, because you're going to need everything you can get. And he's ultimately the guy that will make that determination. Who knows? Maybe he'll take me out of this world and I won't have to worry about it. Well, I want you to think about it in that same vein. Think about that. Is that you want God-fearing people on your side so that you don't fall into the trap of becoming a desperate person out on yeah. out in the world taking from everybody for your own self just because you know you have no moral compass and, nope. and you you know you can't fall into the trap of letting the world fall apart around you and having yourself fall apart as well and thinking that's okay because everything else has gone to crap. Uh, you, you've got to have that moral compass and that's uh, going to be a fine yeah. line. Um, and you know, there's, there's so many of us and I think uh, uh, the three of us and all of our friends fall into this category. I don't ever want to kill anyone. No, that, I don't want I don't to ever want to get to that point. And, I, but I want to be able to have the proper mentality that if I ever had to defend my family or my friend's families or anybody else, that I could. And I have the means to. Absolutely. Exactly. We have the skills. We have the means to. And, you know, I, I read a lot of old West history and things like I, I, I'm a history buff. The majority of gunfighters in the old days, you know, Western movies are so far. <laughs> oh, fetched. They're, so they're, far they're entertainment. They're yeah. fun to watch. They're entertaining, but they're so far off base. The most skilled gunsman uh, gunfighter back then was just the one willing to pull the trigger. That's right. Most aren't because it took a lot of grit to pull that trigger and take another man's life. Well, it, it's a horrible decision um, that you have to make. I, I pulled my firearm three times. Luckily, I've never had to use it, but I had already made the decision. And when I used to kind of instruct people, I'd be like, so if you're here to learn how to shoot and, and have a self-defense firearm, are you willing to pull the trigger? I mean, that was my first question to everybody, because if you're not, then you probably shouldn't carry. Plain right. and simple. Uh, it's a horrible decision, but I would have. And I mean, when do you decide? Most of it's last minute. Uh, it kind of depends on the threat. Uh, and no one's going to know how they're exactly. going to react to that till they're put in that situation. I was fortunate. Just my pulling it took care of the problem. But I guarantee you, I had already made the decision. And I kind of knew the line I wanted to, to, to draw that I'd have done it. And I didn't want to do that. And I got to live with that the rest of my life. I don't want to do it. Exactly. And Clay, there's also the the scenario where it depends on the situation why you've had to pull your gun, whether it's worth taking another person's life or not. Right. Now, me personally, and I know you guys too, because you've been trained well enough and are educated enough in self-defense to know if I've pulled my weapon from its holster, I'm willing to. It's pull already the been made. The decision's right. already been I'm made. Not, I'm not pulling my holster to scare you. I'm pulling <laughs> it from my holster to kill right. you. And and every, a lot of people, especially this younger generation, might have, especially with all the movies, I'll oh, put a gag in you yeah. and all that junk and uh, just trying to scare somebody. You're not looking to scare somebody. No. You're looking to kill them once you pull that gun from your holster. It's a true. Or you're willing to. It's a least. true self defense mechanism. And that's really all it should yeah. be. You you should try everything else first, okay? Avoidance is the best defense. And uh, if you can't, and the and the and the threat persists to the point where you feel now that you'll be killed if you don't kill, then that's the line. That's the line. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, we're gonna do one more break here, guys, and I think uh, we'll come back. We'll touch on our on mental health issues and then right, real uh, quick. Yep. wrap up the show. 
All right. It's been, we're going good. It goes, you realize it's been an hour and 15 already? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, all right. We'll be right back after the break. Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, so we're, we're back. Uh, we, were, we left off. We're going to kind of get away from the bug out bags and that situation and kind of move into mental health. And that's going to have, honestly, that's going to play a big part in what we would see in a kind of an apocalyptic world like that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get to one comment here before we go into that. Like Josh Patterson says, if you're not willing to pull the trigger, you shouldn't be carrying it as part of your personal safety plan. Absolutely mm -hmm. agree. Absolutely. I hope I never get out into that situation but if i'm faced with it to protect myself and my family i will and that's where we're at josh that's where yep, i'm at exactly we'll do it uh, and you have to be willing and uh, i can tell you if you talk to any you know good police officers and there are a lot of them out there like dan brown who always would usually listens in unless he can't but those guys when they got to pull a trigger they don't like that they don't want to kill nobody either i mean there's some bad apples out there but for the most part they don't want that to happen and neither do we. So, all right. So, and like I said, this is a good lead, actually, I think, into the mental health issue and how it relates to guns and where we're at. And Vance, I'm going to let you kind of head off with this. Vance has been a pastor for how many years? Um, I've been ministering over 25 so, years. I've been uh, involved in some sort of ministry for around 30 years. Right. And, and Vance has had a lot of uh, interaction with a lot of different people um, with a lot of issues. And I think mental health we have a problem don't we in this country how we address it there absolutely is a problem and you know we talked earlier about laws that are not being enforced and there's so many times that people that with mental health issues like some of these mass i don't like using the word mass shooter but some of these these mass shooters killers, killers there you go. yeah have have slipped through the system when the system had them in their custody and had the opportunity to do something about it, and they did not do it. Yes. There's so much of it. And I feel like um, there's so many times that there's different types of mental health. Um, just being transparent, I have anxiety. That's considered a mental health problem. Right. I have extreme anxiety, mm -hmm. actually. I'm not looking to shoot nobody. <laughs> I have no desire to shoot nobody. I have no desire to hurt myself. It's different types of uh, mental health issues that we deal with in the country, uh, all over the world. You know, to cover what you, one of the things you said is, is that uh, uh, we all know somebody, including myself, I'm bipolar diagnosed and, you know, and I take the medicine that makes me, you know, get through my day and not have to stress out. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there are people out there that are going through something. And we don't always know what that person's going through. That's right. But one of the things you said, Vance, is that there, there are laws on the books already. 
and there are people that we see out there that are falling through the cracks through the police and through the mental health system because the laws are already on the books and the rules are already there but we we don't we don't feel like we want to we don't feel like we want we either don't have enough money in whatever system it is that they would take care of them or uh you know the police are just too burdened to take care of that problem uh because they there are shortcomings on other stuff that they've got to take care of so i mean there are a lot of police that are overworked there are a lot of uh, social workers that are overworked. There are a lot of people in the mental health things that are overworked and not getting paid decently. Whereas we've got billionaires out there that are making all this money for, you know, and, 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 and then, then at the same time getting tax breaks, which I don't agree on personally, but they are, the people are being gummed up in the system and then being dropped out. And then they go crazy and do something bad. And then we all turn around and say, oh, well, we knew the signs were there. We just didn't do anything about it. Well, I agree. We need to do something about it. I'm going to throw a spin on what you said a minute ago. You said because they fall through the cracks of a system that might not have enough money to do such and such. Or that system don't think they could make enough money on you. So they let you go. Yeah. I'll agree with that as well. I'll agree with that as well. Well, I think what you'd see with some of this is, is you, and this is why I have issues with insurance companies, insurance companies, and it isn't just mental health issues. It's anything that you do. They have their own parameters and it's all based on the bottom dollar. I get it. It's, it's a business as well, but I think a lot of people get kicked out of that system because their insurance company, either they met their limit. They only Mm -hmm. allow so many visits. They only allow this, they allow that things like that, which is never good. And, and as far as I'm concerned, the best mental health person to go see is going to be your pastor. If you don't have Christ in your life, uh, it's plain and simple. Uh, you got pro- you're going to have some problems and they're going to be worse if you do have an issue. They just are. And I, I, I can tell you just firsthand that talking to a pastor has made all the difference at times because they can yes. give a complete different perspective from, from a book that is pure truth. And that's a Bible. And, and some people get you know get a little bit weary about talking about that. I don't. I, I can tell you I right now, either. I was never a strong, staunch believer like that until I got, uh, well, I met you. And then I, I just, the people I started hanging around with. And here I am. And I can tell you, it, it's the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> and I, I obviously 100% agree, Clay. And a, a lot of times I believe that people are diagnosed or their poor choices due to a um, evil heart is chalked up as mental health. Mm, Right. They had mental health problems when the fact is they probably made some poor choices. Uh, Y'all know my past. I made Mm -hmm. very poor choices in my younger years, drugs, alcohol, running around in and out of jail and all that stuff. I was not mentally unstable. I was dumb. I made bad choices. Mm -hmm. That made me look like I was mentally unstable. Why are you fighting that dude that's seven foot tall and you're all of five foot nine? Because I'm stupid. I made bad choices. Because I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> uh, now, most people would look at me and say, that dude's mentally unstable. No, I, I made bad choices. Yes. And, it, and getting back to what Clay said, the more of Christ we have in our hearts, the less room we have for the evil that wants to be instilled in your, the devil wants to instill in your heart and your life. So the more we fill our lives with God, the less room we have for the evil that is too often mistaken for mental illness. Right. Well, one thing, one Gene thing Cox I, points out something pretty cool. 
I like this. The Bible's never awesome. been amended. And you're right. It hasn't. Awesome. Um, can't be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can't be. Some try. Some try. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah and I do be. think, uh, and maybe maybe you're going to hit on this, Mike, but uh, I do think, too, that a lot of people today won't go in and get the treatment or seek the treatment because they are going to be tagged with something. They're not necessarily mentally ill. They just are going through a rough time. But with today's, and we just heard about this at the beginning of the show about red and yellow red flag and laws. And they're, they're very sound minded people, but if they go get treatment and I see this in the VA system, the worst mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, then that's who they went after first. They wanted to see all these records on people at the, at the veterans administration hospitals. And then they were going to flag them. Well, but you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. You do that. Then they're going to say, nah, you know what? I'm not going in when they should be right. going in. And I think we over medicate people. Uh, all in the name of the dollar. They're like, oh, get on this, get on that. I think sometimes that makes it worse. A lot of times it makes it worse. And a lot of people will not go get the help they need because they don't want to be jacked up on drugs and Correct. stuff that they, they might just need to vent. They might need yeah. to talk to somebody. They might need to get something out. And the VA system and the, our medical system is just trying to feed them full of drugs and make money. Well, the last 12 years, we've had a situation where you walk into your doctor's office and you have to hear that those questions, do you feel safe in your home? It's none of your, yeah. well, it's none of your damn business, doc, but thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, and what am I going to say? Well, I'm feeling a little depressed. Well, you know, well, then I might as well just say if depending on the doctor, I could just say goodbye to my ability to uh, be make, able to make, own a gun, make yes. a purchase or even own a gun because this doctor might think, well, if you know, if you're a gun owner and you or you're a hunter and we know you're a hunter and, uh, you know, you're, you're not feeling that, you know, you're feeling sad or you're depressed or whatever else. Well, I'll feel even more sad that I can't own a gun and I can't go out and hunt. I can't go out and live the life that I've been living. I can't go out and hunt with my son. I can't do all those things. Yeah. Right. Then I feel even worse. So yeah, well, what do most people say? They just say, yeah, doc, I feel fine. Well, and I, th I think that leads back to maybe we're looking in the wrong places uh, a lot of times yeah. because of the weaponization. And that's what it is. It's the weaponization of mental health, um, all in the name of control for various yeah. reasons, whether it's guns, whether it's, you know, pick your poison. It's, it's about that control. You need to go and find yourself a clergy. You got to go find a pastor, someone. And I can tell you right now, them guys are trained for this too. They know what to do. And you're going to probably get the best advice and they're not going to turn you in. They're probably going to be more help. I'm not, I'm not even a big fan of psychiatrists. I know too many people that's a psychiatrist and then they come out worse and they get drugged up from there too. Exactly. So, I mean, it, I mean, there are probably good people in that field. I have no doubt, but unless you got that moral base, which is probably the root of everything, right? Unless you have that foundation, you're going to struggle. You just, you surely are going to struggle. Well, there's one suggestion that I've had, and I've, I've been talking about this with some other people for a while, and, and it, it kind of needs to be a conversation uh, across the country. Um, we could probably do it in South Dakota with our governor, your governor up in North Dakota, I'm not so sure of. <laughs> but yeah. imagine if the NRA had a program. If, and, and we've talked before about the good things the NRA does and the fact that they are kind of uh, a bit autistic where they can't focus on one thing long enough in order to keep a program going. But imagine if the NRA had for hunters, billboards out there and everything for hunters. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling this, call this number, just like the, the overbag number. And you could call in and you could talk to somebody who probably is a hunter or a, a, a health provider that understands. 
that I'm not this guy that wants to go off and just go off on a shooting rampage. I'm a guy who's depressed by whatever's going on in my life. And I need somebody to talk to, and I don't have anybody in my life. And so then if I can call somebody that I'm not going to end up having all my, my guns right. taken away and my rights taken away and everything else, maybe then that would weed out a lot of the problems we have, a lot of these suicides that we have. The same thing can be said for all our soldiers that don't have anybody to talk to. The United States government has all these people that they can supposedly <laughs> can call, but you know, and the soldiers know that as soon as they call that, they're on a list. Yes. And, right. and, and you know what? That's right. And they're, and they're put in a different section of the VA and everything else, and they're treated a different way, and they're treated as lesser because yeah. they admitted that they have some sort of depression. And I think you maybe are on to something there. And, and we've all, you know, I've worked for the NRA. You guys have all been involved with them. And uh, for the most part, they do good things, right? I mean, they are the reason we still have our yeah. Second Amendment rights. And that, that's just unquestionable. Right. But, okay. you know, they have tried different things in the past. And uh, some have been non-started. I think, you know, like the School Shield program, no one even knows what it is. They're really bad about marketing that way. But that one, I think that'd be a good one. I think they could do it. I think they have the connections. They definitely don't have the money to do it, but I think people would step up for that. Right. I think you could find people in the gun industry, exactly. firearms producers that will step up and sponsor something like that. I really do. And it would be privately run, which is even better yet. I think right. privately run is always better. And, and you know what? Yeah. It, and they won't and they'd feel safe. It Let's won't it. it won't affect your in, your insurance. It won't affect nope. your Medicare. It won't affect any of that stuff. Because right. you know what? It is a private thing that you get to finally talk to a health nope. professional that won't stigmify you and won't throw you under the bus. And I can tell you right now, people that yeah. have true mental illness and have those kinds of thoughts, they're looking for safety. They really are. They're looking for someone to listen. I mean, I've had, uh, I've dealt with some people and, and tried to help them. And sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. They're looking for someone to listen and then get to the root of the problem with them, but not feel threatened by you not be mm -hmm. threatened by the person they're talking to. They have to have that confidence and trust and safety or they'll never get over what, what's ailing them. I mean, that's right. plain and simple. That, that's what, that's a big key to it is, is uh, any government run program. People are scared of the government Absolutely. and they have a reason to be because you're going on a list. Like Mike said, right. you're going to be on some list. You're going to be uh, drugged up. You're, you're just going to be seen as a lower person in society because you have mental problems. Yep. And most people just want to, it would amaze you. And I'm speaking from many years of experience of needing to talk to someone and many years of listening to people. It would amaze you at what just listening to someone and offering a prayer for them and offering them a little encouragement. You would be amazed right. at how far that can go in someone's life. Oh, yeah. Just listening and give them, like Clay said, that safe spot. That's a safe space, not some... <laughs> Yeah, corner in a closet at Starbucks. No, yeah. um. no, that, you're right. That's a true one, and and the confidence just in that that little bit that that little bit that somebody paid attention, and then they sit there and go, "Wow, yeah. I'm not alone. I, I'm not I'm not the only person feeling this way." And some of this guy wants to help. Yeah. If you can get over yeah. that hump with them, you, you usually can make a lot of headway. But yeah, you're right. I don't think government, well, government don't do anything good. I mean, or anything no. correctly, and they're bad at what they do for the most part. So, well, we've and, talked and about that big, in the past. Is, is in the government, you can do a job and you can do it terribly. And when things all hit the fan, what do they do? 
they either move you to another job in the government and let you take over something else over there and this and just wash it all or put it all underneath the rug because they have no accountability whatsoever right because and, we, we take the same bad people and we keep moving them around in different organizations because well, maybe they'll do better there and give them a raise generally yeah give them a raise <laughs> so, and you know what i would like to say also just it's very valuable to surround yourself with people you can talk to absolutely it is absolutely value i've called clay clay's called me we know we can lean on each other that is and, and, and we each have uh, other friends that we know oh, man, Mike, we can call I for mean, prayer we can call for encouragement we 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 can take care of each other if we need to yep, and and that is very valuable to mental health is surrounding yourself with people you can trust to vent to all. oh absolutely i mean i i called mike how many times back in the day especially when we were working together so cool well you as well as vance and Really, anybody that we were close with within that NRA family. I mean, let's face it, we yeah. had a family there, didn't we? No, mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. And David Fetting gets a tripod. <laughs> I suppose he's looking at the screen here. David's out in Washington. He's on a on a long haul run with the semi. So, anyway, uh, I hope he has safe travel all the way back home because we like to get you back here, Dave, all in one piece. Well, I'll tell you, what, you guys got any closing thoughts on this? I think we're gonna have to revisit this. I really do. Yeah, by the way, not... anybody, I would love to hear. Uh, after the show, anybody's feedback, just send us an email guns at guns in the 701.com. I'll tell you why. I really think this has been a, it's been a different show, which I like. Do you like the format? Do you like what's going on here? I mean, I, I thought it was, it's been a great round table at, uh, just a little something different and, you know, we're open to any kind of suggestions. And then, uh, I'm gonna let you guys have a couple closing remarks on this. Um, then I'm going to give you a quick announcement going into happy ending and then we're going to call the show guys. Go ahead, Vance. I'd just like to say, um, as far as all these subjects go, the more people with Christ in their hearts, the less room there is for evil in the world. Absolutely. So, yeah, Clay, you know, I'm a I'm a Mason uh, and uh, I'm a huge in the Masons for South Dakota. And it's one of the things uh, it's a service organization that I do a lot, just like when me and you were together and, and Vance were together with the NRA. You know, we raised how many hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars for shooting sports in South Dakota and more. I do the same thing with uh, my groups, my service groups. I've, I've always been focused in it. And I've actually kind of replaced what I used to do with you in the uh, in the uh, Masonic uh, world. So I, you right. know, I'm, I'm going around and uh, I'm I'm high up right now in the, uh, the grand line of, of South Dakota. Uh, rich history. And, you know, I meet people of all walks of life. And I'm talking about doctors and lawyers and contractors and plumbers and DJs and everybody else. And that's the thing that we need to do. Uh, you, I think service groups that have those types of organizations that have those type, any type of service organization that has multiple people of different lifestyles that can be there, that you can walk in and be like, look, hey, I got a question. Not necessarily about your profession, but just in life. Right. What do you think about this? And that's what you need in your life as well. You need to be able to talk to people uh, uh, in, a, in a comfortable way uh, as brothers and sisters uh, instead of always being worried about what, uh, what everybody else thinks and the Jones think. It's, it's about personal relationships. And I think with, uh, with the invention of this and computers and a lot of other things, they're tools, they're good tools, but they seem like they rule people's lives. 
I've even gotten, if you, I mean, I try to limit what I do on the social platforms at all. I, I just, I've really, and I, and I take time to unplug. As you guys know, you can't always get a hold of me, right? That's because right. I probably turned my phone off. I'm telling you right now, you've got to have that personal interaction with people. Community, it's a yeah. sense of community. If you have a, I can tell you right now, uh, if you have a, your church community, an active church community, that's a great place. Uh, and they usually invite Absolutely. you in there with open arms. And there's nothing better because you got a bunch of like-minded people there that they're not there to compete with you. They're there to lift you up. And once you get there, right. things get a whole lot better. They just truly do. Um, I, I don't, I can't say it any better than that. I guess I, I just feel that that's what, you, what, what everybody needs. You have to have that sense of community and support because life yeah. is tough. It's tough enough right now. And if you know, if you're trying to do it all alone, that's when you're going to have a problem. You can't, you can't do it on your own. And I'm a little sad that I don't get to dance as much now that I've erased TikTok from my thing. So <laughs> TikTok. We missed that. Yeah, uh, we missed that. Oh my goodness. I've never had that. So I guess I'm good. You're not missing anything, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, again, guys, make sure if you got any comments, uh, go ahead and, and send them in guns at guns in the 701.com. Uh, that new feed right into me. We're working on getting it to feed into uh, the other guys as well but that'll take a little bit of time. Uh, I can just tell you right now that uh, we're looking for any kind of suggestions, but I have an announcement and I'm sure this is going to actually kind of shock some people. Jamie has decided he'd like to come back uh, already. Uh, and I thought he should have never left. Uh, Jamie was a big part of this show. Uh, help, help. I mean, him and I, we're the ones that got this baby launched and there's always going to be a place for him, as I always said. So Jamie's going to be joining us in. I'll be talking more with him. Uh, I'm glad Mike and, and Vance are still. Mike, I hope you're going to stick around with us yeah. uh, as many times as, as well as Vance, because I think this is good. I really do. Yep. Having, I've having all these different ideas. I mean, we're all good friends and we all got the same ideas, but we all have a different take. And I don't think that's a bad right. thing. I no. really don't. That makes a good team. It does. It makes a great team. And that's, I think, a good, it, you know. You know what? It, it used to make a great government. Yeah, but uh, we've lost <laughs> that. Uh, good we? point, Mike. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm going to give one more plug to our sponsor because Axe is great. And you know when, uh, when we were all talking about the big changes, he said, yep, I'm staying on. And he didn't even hesitate. So I'm going to give another plug to Laura Otto, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll do the happy ending of the week. Awesome. The Lawler Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lawler Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lawler, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Yeah, Jamie does a good job with that, don't he? For he voiceover does. work. Yeah, I did this. I shot the video, and he uh, he did the voiceover. I thought he did real good. So maybe we got a side gig here, huh? There you go. All right. <laughs> well, tell him there's, no, right. there's no money in radio, so don't. <laughs> oh, you you've told me that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I think me and Jamie are learning that. <laughs> We've got yeah. one gig that uh, it's uh let's just say it's it's for the exposure. Maybe that's it's the best for the way exposure. There so. you go. 
All right. So I got I told Jamie I'd keep this alive, and here we go. Happy ending of the week. Now that guy was ready to pull his gun and he meant business. <laughs> he wanted to make sure he was not going to become a victim. So nope. here we got, this comes out of Mississippi and uh, I kind of just run across this one by, by chance, really. Uh, basically the headline caught me. Mary, Merrill candidate shot dead with an AR 15 by brother-in-law in a likely self-defense case. Wow. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was running for the mayor uh, position. Oh. He was fatally shot. After he showed up at his estranged wife's home and refusing to leave, despite the brother-in-law's reported demands, the police said, and it's probably likely a self-defense shooting. Uh, the police chief, Jimmy McCoy, said just a bad situation all the way around. Jason Adam Marshall, 41, was fatally shot early Wednesday morning when he showed up to the house that he shared with his wife for 12 years. Uh, they, it was reported they had a very bitter divorce. The marshal, or marshal was a candidate for the mayor of Soso, Mississippi. I don't know yeah. where that's at. Do you guys know where that's at? No. Yeah. During the town's special election last month, marshal reportedly showed up at the home. He evidently wasn't elected either. They didn't say that. After 4 a.m., and he was met by his brother-in-law. He lives in the house next door. The brother-in-law, he, he was armed because he felt threatened. He told the gentleman, Mr. Marshall, to leave repeatedly. After Marshall uh, did not leave, he pulled his own gun. He didn't comply, and that's when uh, basically the brother-in-law said, I've had enough, and he shot him, and he fatally shot him. Basically, the police chief said that both men fired shots during the incident. He said, though, the shooting is going to be probably ruled. It's in a self-defense case. It's ongoing and being investigated. Also, Marshall had allegedly had other violent outbursts with his family before. Uh, Last February, he was reportedly... He was reported having a loaded gun and threatened to kill his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And that was citing the divorce complaint. Marshall claimed that his wife used illicit drugs and made illicit videos and that she allegedly threatened to take the children to his parent, or to, yeah, from his parents' home in Georgia to live with her. And uh, the way it sounded in the divorce case, none of that was true. He was just kind of going off the rails there. A judge did grant Marshall's wife an emergency domestic protection order at that time in temporary custody of the children in October after Marshall was ordered to undergo a mental health assessment to regain visitation rights. How'd that and go? It didn't go very well, evidently. And that is our happy ending because, uh, you know, the guy, he uh, evidently was a problem. He walked in there with the, with the intent to harm, uh, essentially, and deadly force was used, and he no longer is a threat to his wife, his children, or anybody else. And that's why I made it the happy ending of the week. And it goes to prove that nothing good happens after 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, there's a, actually I mean, a lot of. We, at, in our younger days, we thought that after 10 a.m. was great at the bar. But you, we know now, if it's 10 a.m., we should have been home already. Make a lot of dumb mistakes at that a time, don't you? A lot of dumb mistakes, yeah. A lot of dumb ones. So, I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me pull up some pictures here real quick. <laughs> uh, so I want to try something a little bit new, and I know it'll be new to some of our listeners, but I, I do believe that uh, we all have, I hope we all have that Christian base. Would you like to send us out with a prayer, Pants? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the that we still have the blessed freedom in this country to gather like this and appreciate and talk about our freedoms and our, uh, our, our relationship with you. And Lord, as we come together tonight as believers, we lift up our government 
And Lord, on both sides, we pray for a touch in their hearts. I pray, Lord, that they receive you as their savior and you guide their minds to lead this country in the way that it was meant to be. And Lord, we just pray for our soldiers overseas and everyone active right now. And Lord, as we mentioned earlier, our veterans that have so much of a hard time, we pray that you touch their hearts, Lord, and bring them closer to you. And Lord, we thank you for this beautiful country and we ask for continued protection over this country, Lord. And Lord, we just love you and we thank you for all the blessings that we have in this country still today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. And I know that might have caught a few people off guard, but uh, that's my belief. I know that's Vance's belief and Mike's, and that's how we, we look at it. And you can always look for the Lord. I did. I was not. A, <laughs> I had my past too, guys. So don't don't remember. We're all sinners. We're all sinners. So saved with by that, grace. Saved by grace. And we all can find redemption there. And we just celebrated a season all about that. We had, we had Jesus born for our redemption. And don't forget that. And our pastor actually... He made that uh, a very big uh, part of his sermon over the Christmas holiday. So, yeah. Thank you, Vance. Appreciate that. Appreciate well, with that, I'm going to remind everybody, Friday, and Mike, do you, are you going to join me Friday on K-Fire? Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be... 8.15 your time. Yeah, it's 8.15 my time. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. I don't go and I'll, I'll send you some stuff that we're going to probably touch on for that, and that's on KFYR 5.50 a.m. right out of Bismarck, 8.15 Central, 7.15 Mountain. And again, next Wednesday night, guys, episode 76. And we'll be, uh, we're going to touch on a lot of subjects, I think. But catch us at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Rumble, YouTube, uh, Fascist Book. You can find us at the website, gunsofthe701.com. And, of course, iHeartRadio on just about every single platform out there. I see we were just picked up by three other platforms that I'm guessing they're taking it from the big ones. I think that's right, how that works. But right. got to know. So, I guess we're growing on that as well, and I'm happy to do it. And I know that Jamie's actually working on getting our Twitter stuff back up uh, ever since it was uh, sold to e Elon and become X. There's some different parameters we have to meet now to be live streaming there and take comments. So anyway, we're, we're working on it. We'll try to get that back up. But until then, you guys got anything else you want to add before we close out? Nope. Good show. Enjoy talking to you guys. Yeah, I've had guys. a lot of fun tonight. I really did. It was great to have you guys on. And guys, as always, what do I say? Keep your powder dry. We'll see everybody next week. Take care, guys.